127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry, 127 at FBC Brian. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. We hope that this resource is growing in relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, 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 what it do, podcast crew. I cannot look over to my right right now because I, this is what, take number two? Because I started dying laughing on the first one. This is take like four, I That's think. Not, yeah, probably, honestly. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Merry, to Merry Christmas. the podcast. Today is what? Out there. The 25th. Today's Christmas, right? Today is Christmas. Merry Christmas to all I of love you guys. It. I don't know if, I doubt. Actually, there may be a few people that listen to this on Christmas. Uh, I like spending Christmas with people. People are traveling. Awesome. I know. That'd be that'd be so so today. Well, Christmas with the who boys. travels on Christmas? Uh, not me. Not me. Grinch. Santa. Santa does travel. Uh, I mean, through the night. There's yeah. no way he delivers everything on Christmas Eve before midnight. That'd be impressive, by the way. Or does he? That's the topic of this podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> Imagine that'd be. That'd be I love really Santa. Cool. We talk to Santa. That'd be awesome. Sounds good. I mean, we are kind of talking Santa a little bit. I'm going to see how you connect this. Go. Yeah, I want to see this. I'm Team John here. <laughs> this is not a team against me, bro. What is it? It kind of is. I want to see how you connect it. Okay. Santa? Actually, no, this is not going to work. I was going to say he brought the ultimate gift, but he he's a creative <laughs> being. That, is, that didn't work at all. Nope. But hey, okay, here we go. We're just going to transition this. Santa did not transition at all, but I'm going to transition this because Santa can't. <laughs> <laughs> what you all laugh at, bro? <laughs> 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 you said you said Santa didn't transition at all. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> guys! I'm telling y'all, Christmas is late. It is late. <laughs> we're laughing. It's too late. much. It's late in the podcast room. We're we're batch recording these, so we, we apologize for the. Uh, <laughs> Me and John just looked at each other. Go. Uh-oh. I'm about to be on blast now. That's fine. I ain't even cutting that out. <laughs> I'm leaving it on there. Y'all are gonna get exposed because it's fine. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> well, By the way, people, we all matching. Yeah. I know you're not in this room. You yes. will be soon enough. They will be soon enough. It's going to be great. But um, for those who haven't been at 127 and you have no idea what Toy Days of Christmas is, well, you're here, first off. Day number one. What this is, basically, every single day from now until 12 more days from now. So I think it's January 5th. We're uploading a podcast. Um, but hopefully 15 minutes. It's probably not going to happen. Um, based off the rate that we're starting right now. But so day number one, we're going to be talking about the significance of the number one in the Bible. And then day two, the number two, day three, number three, et cetera, et cetera. It's easy math. Somebody, by the way, I'm I'm not going to say their name for their own sake. They said, well, what what about number 40? I said, excuse me. me. (laughs) Let's count to 12. I don't think we ever skip over the number 40. We're not getting there. That would be fun, though. We have a lot of numbers. It's a good number. Well, I'm going to open the floor <clears throat> because this can go really anywhere, and yep. I'm okay with that. This is the probably be one of the most unscripted times. We're usually very unscripted, but I think this one's even more so. Um, so y'all have the floor. Number one in the Bible. Ready, set, line up that video and audio. Got it. Uh, that was cute. Uh, I'll go two places. Genesis 1-1. Oh. I just want to do that. Just he doubled I, it up. In, in the beginning. That's 11. Is that one? or Yeah, I was about to say, is that one it's, or 11? Well, it's actually, it's just... The one. first, just because the, true. the numbers weren't even really a thing. So it also says in the yeah. beginning. In so. the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So he put himself in the right place. But we have to go because of our ministry. We got to go to Deuteronomy 6. Yes, sir. Four. 
Um, and we'll give us opportunity to chat about it. Listen, Shema, Israel, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Mm. And then? You shall. Yeah. It, it, it gives us a directive after that. It, for those of you that don't know, we've been praying this prayer for a long time. And every one of our gatherings, every one of our Sunday night worship gatherings, been just lifting up this prayer. Uh, it, it started. Um, the, the Lord impressed that on my heart, but it, it kind of helped that we had Danny, uh, yep. formerly single, now married. Congrats, by the way. Danny yeah. Onaka, if, if he listens to this, you better text me as soon as you hear this, bro, just as we gave you the shout out. Um, but who could say this whole thing in Hebrew, which was kind of sweet and, and knew <laughs> because of the original language, some of the feeling that went behind it, some of the other words. But but where this prayer pushes us, as we've, we've said multiple times, the most prayed prayer in all of Christian history that's continued to be repeated now uh, over and over again, just that reset of you to go pay attention God is our one. He's our one thing. Hmm. Yeah, I I actually think it's really, really cool. I'm sitting here looking at I, I look, I was curious. Because I don't I don't know what I don't know what translation the Bible is sitting next to me. But I just flipped it open to look at it. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. The but in mine it says the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And then but if you like I went and I was like, I'm curious what that says in multiple uh, I guess translations. Mm-hmm. And so I went and like every single one of your your mainstream translations that I would say are usable within church and within your quiet times and whatnot that are accepted every single one, like even in their translations and like ones that take like ideas, they translate the ideas as every single one refers to the Lord our God as one. Every single one says the number one. I think that's a really cool thing. It's just like you look at scripture and you look at translations and some go word by word, verse by verse. They take these ideas and translate them. But basically every single translation, it says the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Um, And they don't change that. I think that's really cool. You know what? That's I was going to ask. I was like, okay, sure. The Lord our God is one. What does that even really mean? Like, Is he just number one on our priority list? Is he... Just one entire being. What's what's the sort of I I want to say definition, but even farther past that, what does that really mean? Sure. Um, in in I'm I'm real thankful because I don't know what to do with this a lot because I feel like we've said this a bunch. Hmm. Um, and, and so again, if if you call one twenty seven home, then you've you've probably heard this, and maybe you're sitting there, you know, Christmas, and Grandma's listening to this, and she's going to hear something new. Um, but but that word is not that the Lord our God, the Lord is first. Hmm. Um, it's not the Lord our God, the Lord, he's important. I, I wouldn't even say like the Lord our God, the Lord, he is alpha. Like when you go to OG language that he's the first thing. It What it literally means, and the reason that we go this way uh, is what Jesus does in Matthew chapter 12 when he's approached uh, with this question also, teacher, they're mocking him at this point. Like the scribes come and like, Hey teacher, what is the most important commandment? And Jesus answered the most important one is this Shema Israel. Mm-hmm. Listen, Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. And, and he repeats it as the most important thing. And it's the most important, not because we're trying to make him first. What it literally means is he's the most important because he is the foundation. He's the first thing um, that everything else is built upon. He's not the first in the order of importance. He's what we say is he's the piece of paper that we write our order of importance upon. 
And so the things that are of high value to you, they rest upon God. And so if you're going to make a list of the important things, if I'm going to play that game with myself and I'm like, hey, uh, in my life, my wife is important and my kids are important and my job is important and friends are important, all those things. But but what I'm writing them on, what? The Astros. (laughs) Astros. Um, When I'm writing those things, I'm writing them on the foundation that is God and the foundation that is God in how I pursue him, how I love him, how I approach him, that the continuation of that verse, it, it tells you how to do those things. But it's it's what I'm building my life upon, not the order that I'm placing my life in. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I like it as well. It's just the shaman general, meaning listen, because I think that would listen. And I think when you listen, you learn a lot. And hopefully if you're listening correctly, you should be learning, um, in my opinion. And I think that's a really cool thing because I think our world and just specifically our generation talking to about me and Zach are just, we don't listen well. And, and I think that verse when we don't uh, is when people, when people hear that and the first word is Shema or listen, it, it scares people. But then when you continue in that verse, it, it then moves into the Lord our God is one. And like John said, I mean, you, you put that about as good as it gets is, is he's the paper that we write on that we write our priorities on is like you said i think a lot of people is, is they line these things up and if you do it like in a mortar of a checkbox like i'm thinking like i'm having to i'm having to act like a grown-up now and i have to have a budget and all these things and i'm looking i'm like okay old i yeah i'm getting old <laughs> i have to pay rent like that is important i have to pay for groceries gas whatever and as i have these things kind of listed in importance and so like if there's a tight month or whatever it's like okay like i could skip out on like vacation that money that says that for that and it's easy to set those things in order and just like this is for a long time i thought it was in order i'm like hey as long as god is first i think a lot of people put that like god first see it on iBlack or people's bios or whatever it's like no not god is not first he he's what we are putting the, those one two three things on um and so i really like that paper analogy yeah that's really good and shout out to danny for this one too um i think Knowing original language, I think, brings a lot of life into these verses, especially Old Testament. Um, And one thing that I remember really specifically is because of of the Lord our God being one, and I honestly like to to think the Lord our God is is everything. Um, He's not just like one, like he is literally everything that we surround ourselves with, um, or should at least. Um, And and that word Shema or hear, um, and he kind of brought in listen. So you hear, you listen and you take it in, like the, it goes deeper. You take it in, and then you respond, and it stirs within your heart. It's not just like a in one ear and out the other. Sure. Um, it, it induces a response. Um, and I thought that was really, really neat um, because out of a foundation, um, and what you believe about God will drive a response. And so I think once you begin to hear and understand that the Lord our God is one, he is one thing, um, he is our one thing, and should be our only only thing that we strive after. Um, and out of that induces, I mean, produces things that we, re- we respond to out of that, um, whether that be, again, family or friends or anything like that. Um, and so sure. I thought it was a really interesting point. But Yeah, yeah he, he, Zach's approaching the, the positive there, that when, when God is that thing, yeah. then you respond in this way. And, and we lean towards the positive and the language you're using there. I think what the scribes were doing when they approached Jesus was that with this is knowing how they function, law keepers, I'm going to do all of these things. And a lot of it was, I'm going to avoid doing all of these things. Hmm. Um, and so when they came to him and Jesus replies to this and you, you take it back to what was going on in Deuteronomy, this Shema is the foundation for the Ten Commandments. This Shema is the foundation for the next 630 plus that they're going to add to it. That if 
And so if you're listening to this and you go, I have this sin struggle, um, which is what we deal with a lot. And, and you know that I have a little bit of a functional irritation right now of like, we're more focused on the things that you've messed up versus the things that you're called to do. And so the positive is good for me. The Lord, our God is one, and it should push you to act in this way. Hmm. But, but for those of you that have a sin struggle that you're dealing with, if you can put him in this spot, yeah. then the sin struggle becomes easier when you like the reason you have a sin struggle is because God's not foundational in that space. And, and your wrestle shouldn't be, how do I overcome this sin? Your wrestle should be, how can I make God my foundation here? Uh, and when you lean into the positive, it, there's a unique thing that happens there. It brings a, a cool amount of healing, a, a weird spiritual motivation, I guess I want to say that, but it changes your approach to sin when you're looking at it that way versus I, I got to avoid these things. No, I get to chase after these things. Mm. Um, and so what, it, what they do there is a, a cool setup for, for all of the commandments that we're supposed to follow if we could just hang out in that space. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I'm going to go kind of along your, your sin route is I think like going back to numbers, just kind of going a different direction is I think like even just thinking about sin in general is like when guys are walking through sin struggles and like keeping up with them accountability and stuff like that, it's easy to be like, they're like, Oh, like I, I haven't, I haven't done this or struggled with this in X amount of days. And four days, two weeks, a month, whatever it is. And we put a number to it. And sometimes I think we focus on that number too much. Yeah. And I think sometimes in this we do as well is, is we focus on the number. And I think it's less about a number and one referring to a number more so as like an allegiance to him hmm. It is not, it's not just like, okay, he's first, he's one, like we've been saying, like he is, he is God. And that is who, like John said earlier, is we are building our foundation on is that, is that I think we, we treat one as, okay, this is where we're lining him up, but we're treating it as a number rather than like our allegiance to him um, at times. And I just think that's, it's a little different direction than we're going, but that's where my mind was wondering. That's solid, bro. Well, that is it for episode one, day number one of the 12 days of Christmas. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow for another short podcast episode for day number two. I can do math. See you guys.